Rising, The Tragic Reunion, written by Shweta Desai. Chapter 25, Some Things Remain Lost Forever. Hannah wasn't sure what she had walked into, rather had to swim into or risk drowning into. She had opened the door and fallen legs first into the water, a lot of water. As she got her bearings, Hannah realized she was swimming in a sea, a turbulent sea with a storm brewing and lightning striking every minute. Hannah tried to crane her neck and see if she could catch a glimpse of Freya anywhere, but there was nothing to see except an island in the middle of the sea. Trying to remember her swimming lessons, Hannah began her arduous journey, slicing the water into each stroke, breathing in and out, and trying to block out the thunder. She hated thunder. Even when she was a little girl, thunder would keep her up at night, to the delight of a brave brother who laughed at her until their father would shoo him away. This is why she created domes to keep away the bad weather and her nightmares. After an eternity, Hannah finally reached the island. It looked like a tropical island with a huge mansion at the heart of it. The storm was raging, lightning struck the skies, thunder boomed, and rain lashed the island. And Hannah, as she took her first steps on the island, as Hannah went further down the path to the mansion, her foot hit a rock and it began to bleed. Hannah realized her daughter's subconscious mind was churning with conflict and the storm and the pointy rocks were her way of retaliating to her entrance. She sighed and understood that getting her daughter to talk to her was going to be an uphill climb. The mansion was stately and overbearing, with tall pillars and bars on windows. The grey exterior was unwelcoming, with menacing gargoyles high on the walls and covered in thorns. If the mansion had been a building on a regular road, Hannah would never have dared to go inside. Seeing as this was her daughter's subconscious mind, she had little choice but to push the door open and walk inside. If the exterior was scary and nightmare-inducing, the interior was bright white, startling white. Hannah found herself in a long, never-ending hallway with doors, a lot of doors. She was unsure of what to do. Freya, honey, where are you? Hannah's voice echoed and bounced off the white walls. Hannah understood what the silence meant. She was going to have to search through the rooms and find her daughter. This was Freya's way of making her mother work for what she wanted. Hannah walked to her door with the number O on it. Inside was the nursery she had built with Fred. The walls were a mix of rainbow colors and there were two cots in the room. Andrew was standing in the cot and Freya was sleeping. She looked peaceful, undisturbed by her brother's babbling, and then suddenly she started crying. She had opened her eyes and began flailing her arms as babies do when they need to be held. Fred ran into the room and by then Andrew had joined his sister in crying. Fred looked horrible, dark circles under his eyes, clearly sleep-deprived and lost at which baby to pick up first. He eventually decided to pick up both his babies and rock them. The crying subsided a little, so Fred put them into his buggy, his eyes filling up with tears as he saw one empty seat for Harry, and he sighed. This was my father's life for a long time, sighing and walking us in our buggy. Guess where Harold was? Oh, he was with mummy, who took a favorite son along. Poor little Andrew and Freya, mummy didn't care enough to take you along. You don't deserve her love. She left him. Hannah jumped as she heard an angry feminine voice echoing through the room. 
The scene in front of her eyes went on. Fred made bottles for the babies and fed them, cuddled them, and went to sleep with them in his arms. She didn't miss the tears flowing down his face as he tried to be strong, act like he knew how to parent all by himself. A sudden realization overwhelmed Hannah. She knew now that the angry voice was the first time she was hearing her daughter Freya speak. Her first words from her daughter were angry, wise-like, but Hannah still welcomed them, thorns and all. Freya, let me explain. Freya, I need to talk to you. Hannah pleaded, wiping her tears. She had long imagined how Fred must have coped, and now she saw it firsthand. She closed the door and went to door number seven and smiled. The nursery had changed. The gold and silver interior clearly showed that Andrew and Freya each had a side of that room. A big armchair adorned the room along with two small chairs. Suddenly, a door opened and Fred was being pulled into the room by two laughing children. Come on, father. You know it's bedtime. You know what we want. Freya laughed. Well then, who am I to refuse my prince and my darling princess? Fred laughed with his children. He looked better. His smile never reached his eyes though. The children had dragged him to the big armchair and flopped him on there. Freya had climbed on his lap and Andrew had put himself on the floor, right by his legs. Hannah wondered if that was the hierarchy. Fred preferring Freya to Andy. All right then. What story are we listening to? Fred asked. The king and queen story, of course. Freya said, clapping her hands. If Andy had a preference, he didn't make it known. Once upon a time, there was a queen, fierce and intelligent than any other maiden in the land. Fred began, and there was a king, a poor king who fell in love with the fierce queen, and they lived happily ever after, until the queen was called upon to go on noble quest to save the earth, and the queen had to go. Freya asked her father every single night, tears brimming her eyes. Yes, darling, the queen had to go. Fred gulped. He never knew what else to say except, "You know the best part, don't you?" Fred smiled. The queen let the prince and princess stay with the king. Freya smiled a gorgeous smile, and Andrew clapped his hands. But those silicons didn't know anything, did they? Their mother had left them. The queen wasn't coming back. She had taken a son along. Why did she need the other kids? The king, why care about him? The queen never came back. Again, that angry sound echoed, and Hannah felt her anger wash over the scene. Freya was showing her everything she missed, every small thing that she would have been home for, and every single time she was missed. She closed door number seven and walked to door number eleven. Hannah mentally prepared herself for what was about to see, but nothing prepared her for seeing Fred in an empty bedroom, just staring at a picture of her. For what seemed like an eternity, he stared at a picture, no tears falling down his face, no anger, just silence and the sea thrashing the ship. There was a knock on his door and a small voice. Father, I had a nightmare. Can I come in? Fred sighed and stood up and walked over to the door. Of course, sweetheart. Fred picked up a sleepy but crying Freya and took her to the bed where she fell asleep in his arms. I never had nightmares, mother, but I knew father couldn't sleep alone, so I would make up an excuse and sleep with him. Can you imagine what you saw? 
a man so lonely he spent the better parts of night staring at the picture of the woman who left him his children and did not return i had to be there for him mother i had to because you weren't there freya's voice was getting angry about the passing doors hannah walked out of the room speechless at what she had seen freya was consoling fred hannah had always wondered how he had coped with her absence but it was a clear example of how freya had mothered her father in his darkest time this also explains fred's desperation to get freya back hannah walked up to door number 14 and took a huge breath and pushed through the door she found herself face to face with the preteen freya who was working furiously at a computer the bedroom was a mess there were clothes everywhere and books were laid on the board various pages marked and section open as she was researching something she kept muttering to herself think freya think where she can be there was a knock on the door and fred appeared with a tray in his hands he bought her lunch all right princess you need to take a break and we need to talk about this come on him fred said to her setting the tray on the floor and sitting down give me 5 more minutes daddy please freya was typing furiously and then remembered she lost her ferocity and looked really lost i can't find her daddy i really looked everywhere freya sighed and went to sit near fred who put his arm around her shoulders and they sat in silence for a minute she can't be found fred sighed his daughter had inherited her parents stubbornness how no why would she do that freya was curious well she probably just wants a privacy you know that much wealth that much popularity obviously means that people must be clamoring to meet her and she's a genius too just like you so she values her quiet life where she can save the world without the outside noise Fred tried to make his daughter understand that Hannah just didn't want to be found. There was a piece for having that much of everything. You had to hide. You had to be anonymous. Freya was overcome with emotion and sobbed on her father's shoulder and Fred just sat there holding his daughter, wondering when her obsession to find her mother would end. See that mother? My amateur attempts to find you. But no, you couldn't be a fictitious reference for as could you father told me again and again that you wouldn't be the sort of person who had a mention on the internet i can see now how i disappointed him look for you when he was there for me all the bloody time see how messed up i am all because of you mother the voice was so angry hannah felt thrown off balance by the vitriol in it she realized freya needed to show her all this before meeting her to take it all off her chest hannah was ready for it for more there was more lots more and so hannah steeled herself and opened door number 21 a very handsome andrew was sitting on a bed talking to freya who was looking out of a window come on sis you need to get ready it's our birthday come on andrew seemed to be excited at whatever was planned for their birthday what birthday a mother left us we are abandoned children why do you even celebrate this day freya huffed and sat on a bed Oh you party pooper father is here all our friends have arrived 
and you know father will not begin the party without his princess and who pushed her to stand up and dragged her to her birthday outfit all right only for you and daddy and we look pretending to be annoyed at her nickname for him and left her to get ready freya put on her outfit a gray silver dress with black stars on it it was scary how much she looked like hannah she walked over to her mirror and stared at her image father says i look like a lot like you mother i turned 17 today i promise i'm going to go for you soon i just want to meet you so bad freya tucked her hair behind her ear just like hannah did and smiled at herself she kissed her image just like she was trying to kiss her mother a birthday mother did you even miss us as you celebrated with harold did you think of two thirds of the trip that you had abandoned you could have sent cards you know a letter anything to show us that you cared that we weren't abandoned freya concluded on this particular scene Hannah thought back to Harry's birthday to all the time she secretly cut three small cakes in her bedroom she wiped her ears and thought of all the things she could say to Freya but held on down this was Freya's turn the next door was green in color and that piqued her interest all doors so far had numbers on them Hannah wondered what was behind the door as she opened the door from the corner of her eye Hannah saw Renu walk towards Freya Freya gave a whoop of joy and ran around Renu who opened her arms and they both fell into each other's arms and rolled down this field. Hannah realized that Renu and Freya were more than just friends. Her daughter had found love in Renu's arm and now Renu's desperation made sense. She had left things unfinished with Freya. The couple kissed in the fields and laughed over silly things. Hannah could see from a distance that a couple of people were walking in the couple's direction. She saw how Renu's body language had changed and the hurt all over Freya's face. Renu had moved away from Freya and had discreetly fixed her outfit. Freya remained seated, her face crumbling in disappointment and hurt. The people moved on without a glance at the two women. "You moved away?" Freya said quietly. "I'm sorry, Freya. This is Renu tried to assure Freya. You're ashamed for fuck's sake. It's the 23rd century. No one cares," Priya argued, swatting away Renu's hand from her face. "I'm not ashamed. I'm married and I have a son," Renu said gently. "Your husband is in prison. He's in for life and Keshav is far away and I don't think he would disapprove." Freya said back, barely keeping a lid on her temper. Freya, you know I care about you. Renu cried again. No, you care about others. You want me only when it suits you. I can't do that anymore. I finished my contract here soon. I'm leaving. Renu, unless you want me for it. Freya gave Renu her ultimatum and walked off. She didn't want me either, mother. When my own mother never wanted me, what can I expect from the world? What was I to do, mother? I begged and begged, but no, I wasn't good enough for her. Just like I wasn't good enough for you. Priya's voice had lost its anger and was full of despair, like someone who had given up. Another rejection, another abandonment. It started with you, and it just went on and on. My life is cluttered, full of rejection, people leaving me, and me. Well, just left alone. It began with you, mother. 
you ruined all of our lives mother fucking ruined everything freya stopped talking hana walked out of the room and whispered freya love let me talk to you i need to see you my love a door creaked and opened and hana knew her daughter was giving her a chance to talk hana ran to the door and walked in she was back in the stormy sea on a boat with freya sitting on the floor the storm was raging the lightning and thunder were ravaging the sea and the boat was crashing into the waves freya seemed unbothered by her surroundings and stared at her mother for the longest time neither mother nor daughter spoke with a blank face and cold eyes freya uttered one word why